In Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, we find uh, the traditional Christmas story. We read, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. The census first took place while Quinarius was governing Syria, and so all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all the people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Now let me ask you, church family, how how many of you or how many Christians in general would, would read that passage, you think, this particular story in preparation for their family Christmas celebration? Many, I would hope. Yeah, many of you do. Yeah, and, and I, I would hope. I mean, some read it with family on Christmas Eve, and some read it on Christmas Day as a time of preparation. It's a reminder, I suppose, of the reason for the season. You know, before the tradition of opening the presents or the gifts, okay? And preparation, I think, is a very good thing. In fact, I'd like for us this morning to kind of think about preparation in regards to Christmas. I mean, our preparation for, for Christmas today, uh, as well as God's preparation for that very first Christmas. And, and you know, I, I will say this is before we kind of get into it, that, that when, when, as a preacher, as a staff, you look at uh, uh, this particular Sunday, we call Christmas Sunday, and you look and you see it's five days before Christmas, you go, whoa, that's, most people aren't ready yet, you know. So I know that a lot of what's taking place, even here this morning, is in preparation for those events that will happen later this week. So that we're going to talk about it this morning, this time of preparation. I would say probably varies by family and individually. Some people, some of you in here, I suspect, uh, your time of preparation for this year's Christmas celebration began like the day after Christmas last year. Uh, as Not many of you, but a few, where you swooped in and you bought up Christmas items on sale. And so for you, your preparation for this Christmas uh, maybe began long in advance of the event that will take place this Friday. Now, other as you, and this is probably more the norm, uh, you know, you didn't start the day after Christmas last year, but nonetheless, you were kind of into the whole Christmas season thing, Christmas give, giving thing, meaning you put a lot of thought and planning into it, and by Thanksgiving weekend, you had the presents purchased, you had your tree up and decorated, and your house was looking by Christmas by the 1st December, and you were set. And then there are still others of us, and I kind of throw myself in there, who absolutely refuse to even think about Christmas until after Thanksgiving is over. Now, you maybe thought about putting your Christmas lights up in November when the weather was warm and nice, okay, but you just couldn't bring yourself to do it. Although I will tell you, 
that I did get Christmas lights up on the kids' playhouse this year before Thanksgiving. So, you know, some motivation there. But, but generally, no, no, no. And then it turns cold, right? You don't do it, but it turns cold. You know, considering putting the light thing off, you know, and, and, and truth be told now, there is a small subgroup of you here this morning that while this day, this Christmas Sunday, be only five days before Christmas, you still don't have your lights up, nor do you have your shopping done. But I'm not worried. I have faith in you that you'll get it done. You'll do the right thing, okay? Listen, friends, a lot of things go into how a family or an individual handles their time of preparation, but one reason, while not true for everyone, it's just, well, it's how serious one takes the Christmas celebration. I mean, it's different, I suppose. I mean, for some people, it's all about the tradition. Uh, tradition dictates, I mean, that all must go just so, okay? And the tree has to be just so, and the house has to be decorated just so, and all the preparations have to be just so. How, even the events that unfold on Christmas Day, it's traditional, okay? Meaning everyone waits until they're all awake, perhaps, or, or uh, maybe perhaps everyone has to get dressed first, or perhaps you're a family, I mean, I see it on Facebook, where you all wear look-alike pajamas, okay? I mean, I don't know. And then presents have to be distributed in such a way as they appear to be done equally, okay? So tell me, church family, can anyone in the room relate to that kind of traditional Christmas? Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, confess. Confess. It's good for the soul. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then there's the, the folks who can't even wait until Christmas. We have one of those in our family. She no sooner gives you a gift, and she gives it to you, and then, you know, before the planned day, and then she says, oh, I can't wait. Just go ahead and open it, you know? And I mean, what, what causes that in people? What, I mean, how, how does that happen? They get so excited, so pumped up, they can't even wait for Christmas Day. I mean, what causes that? Is it all the planning? Is it all the thought that goes into the planning? You know, is it the cost of the gift? I don't know. Sometimes I think it is that the longer that you prepare, the more thought you put into it, the, the cost of the gift, perhaps, the more anticipation, the more excitement that kind of goes in to Christmas, this event at Christmas. And we've not even talked about the gift giving in the, and, and, you know, uh, part of Christmas, okay, which is the highlight for for a lot of people, you know, which has two parts, by the way. There's the receiving part and the giving part. Pray tell, church family, which part's your favorite part? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I like to receive gifts, yeah. I like to give them too, but yeah, receiving them is good, okay? I mean, but, I mean I'm not going to ask you to confess your soul, but, you know, the receiving part for kids, right? I mean, that's the best, okay? Uh, they just tear off the paper. They don't hide things, you know? They don't hide their expectation. I mean, there's no holding back. You know, they just rip into that paper, and they're looking to see if they get the good stuff. You know, not new undies or socks or snow pants, stuff like that. No, they're looking for the Barbie Dream House or the PJ Masks Command Center, or if they're a little older, it's the sled or the PlayStation or the iPad. That's what they're looking for. And, and, and then there's the women. Man, I've done my share of marital counseling, and just trust me on this, nothing says to a woman, I love you, like a new sweeper or KitchenAid mixer. That's what you want, okay? okay? Or you could do the traditional thing and buy them something in one of those velvety boxes. That'll work too. And the men, men are easy, okay? If it comes with a plug and it goes vroom when you start it up, it's a winner, okay? Or, ladies, if you really want to hit it out of the park, get the same gift but cordless with some of those lithium batteries. Sure success, okay? I mean, if done right, the receiving of gifts can be a big celebration. But, but it's all in the expectation. And the expectation, it puts a lot of pressure on the gift giver, doesn't it? 
I mean, I mean, if, you're, if you haven't bought by this time, the pressure's beginning to mount because you're going in the store and, and, and it's not there. It's sold out, right? I mean, the size that you want, it's gone, okay? And, and you know, you might, you're looking at those sweaters that they always have out, you know, and that's for the people who can't find what they're looking for, you know? And so the, the pressure builds because of the expectation. We've all seen this, though, with children, okay? Children open the gift. You thought, I mean, you thought it was the perfect gift. You thought it was really cool right up until they opened it. They took one look, and then they just kind of pushed it aside and go, oh, thank you. I mean, you were expecting, whoa, what were you expecting? You were expecting, this is so cool, it's what I always, what? Wanted, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. But, oh, that's nice, thank you. That's not what you were looking for, you know? Especially when the gift was so thought out and so planned out. I mean, your heart was all into this one. And I think it's true for all of us. I mean, I hope it is. But we hope the gift given will bring excitement, you know? I mean, it, that it'll bring some sort of happiness, or better yet, lasting joy in that true church. Is that not what we're hoping for on Friday? It is, I think, yeah. I think that's true of most, okay? Although, the realist in me, and, and I do have realist in me, you all know, okay? Regardless of how thoughtful or good or perfect the gift is, the truth is, for some, this comes, this will come the day, you know, when the day is over, while the real diehards, it'll maybe take a few days or even a week. Some people do Christmas week, you know. <laughs> okay, but sooner or later, the feeling hits as you take down the decorations, and one by one, the gifts are put away, and there's this letdown of sorts as it dawns on you that the Christmas event is now over. And then you start looking for something to turn your attention to, something to occupy your attention for the cold winter months when perhaps you can begin, you know, the time will come when you can look forward to Christmas next year. Now that's for the most part. That's our perspective or preparation for Christmas and what follows. And overall, it's good. It's good. Most, most, it's good for most people. Not all. This is a hard time for some. And I hope but I hope you're all blessed in your Christmas celebration this year. And I hope today is kind of serving as a warm-up for, for that celebration. But, but I like to compare that perspective on the Christmas event to God's, because God's is a lot more exciting, okay? First, first, there was the time of preparation. And when it comes to preparing and planning, it's tough to out-prepare God. The Bible tells us in Genesis 3.15 that right after the fall of mankind into sin, God already prepared for that very first Christmas with the perfect gift some 2,000 years before the gift-giving event. And let me tell you, God was pretty excited about it. In fact, when Abraham came along, he, he revealed a little of what he had in store with this gift, for he told Abraham, actually he made a promise, in fact, that he said this in Genesis 12, 2 and 3. He says to Abraham, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing, and I will bless those that bless you. In fact, through you, through the one that's to be born, all the peoples on earth will be blessed. Now, you talk about a pretty good gift giver. A gift that blesses all of mankind, that's the perfect gift, right? And, and to have planned it over 2,000 years in advance, I'm telling you, I think God was pretty excited about it, okay? The preparation continued through David the king, the king of Israel, all of Israel, and as someone from David's line sat upon the throne, and the preparation continued through the time of the prophets as they little by little revealed the mystery of this great gift, the gift that would be a blessing to all the people. Now, think about that a little bit, church family. 
money. What does that mean, a blessing to all the people? Well, if you want to kind of put it into Christmas Day jargon, that means if you were to pull out that gift from under the tree on the tag, it would have your name on it. And boy, don't we all love it when the gift that comes out has our name on it. As cool as we try to act about it, it's good news, right? In fact, no matter with this gift, no matter who pulls the gift out, it would have their name on it. Now, talk about preparation. I mean, God really did pull it all out into the planning event of this event, it, and it cost him a lot, okay? And by the day of the event, the giving of the gift and the timing, Galatians 4, 4 and 5 in the Bible, it says that when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive adoption of as sons and daughters, okay? The gift, God sent his one and only son, that we might become adopted children of God with full rights as children with Christ when the time had fully come. Now, what's that mean, when the time had fully come? Well, it means a lot, okay? And I'm going to try to capture just a little bit of it this morning. Here's what it means. It means everything was just right. The table had just been set, right? The guests had all arrived. The house was perfectly decorated. Everything was just right. After all, God had prophesied it in the Garden of Eden. He promised it to Abraham. He established a nation in Israel. He set up a kingdom in David. He hinted of it through the prophets foretelling. And when the time was just right and Jerusalem was under Roman rule and the Roman Empire had established a system of roads where the gospel could easily go out and the language of the day had gone international international and was spoken by all the people most all the people groups of the time and all the old testament prophets had been foretold hundreds even thousands of years before had fully been fulfilled and when there were enough copies of scriptures that it would never be lost that even thousands of years later copies would still be found preserved and at long last when everything was done and everything was just right the time had fully come and then and only then god gave his gift he sent his one and only son. Now, let me ask you, church family, when you start thinking about all that, as much as you prepared for this Christmas and the gifts that you have planned to give, and as excited as you may be to give them, compared, how excited do you think God was? I'll tell you how excited he was. I mean, How's this for excited? Because normally when God had a message for one of his people, he often spoke through a dream or a vision, which is a pretty big deal. This one time, a burning bush. And on occasion, he would send an angel. But on this occasion, the first Christmas event, if you will, he sent the heavenly host. He sent angels in the sky. The sky was ablaze with angels and all of them singing and rejoicing, announcing God's great gift. I mean, I heard a preacher years ago describe the possible conversation that, uh, you know, that took place between the angels with God and God gave when God gave him the command for them to go, okay? They said, you want us all to go in a group like that? We don't normally go in a group like that. But God said, listen, tonight you're going out in a group, but we're going to scare them to death. Yeah, you're going to scare them to death, but they'll get over it. Tonight we're going to do it up big. We're going to do it upright. And then after that, can you imagine the star playing thousands of years before? A star that would burn so bright that it appeared as that it was hovering right over the city of David, the town of Bethlehem. Talk about big events. God pulled out all the stops. So big was it that we're still talking about it today. We're, making our, we're marking our calendars and marking our days and years by it, in fact. And we're still celebrating even five days before, right? All because the time had fully come. 
God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive the full rights of sons, that we might be adopted into God's family. Pretty incredible event, don't you think, church family? Probably worth being excited even five days before, wouldn't you say? You can speak to me, yeah? I hope so, I hope so. Can you imagine the anticipation God must have felt? Can you imagine waiting for man's response? Do you remember how excited you have been in years past when the people you loved opened their gifts, the stuff that you put a lot of planning into? How much more God? You know, Christmas has kind of come full circle for us. I mean, so much, uh, there's so much fun when, 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 it, when, when our children were kids. It was, I mean, it was, it was more fun. And now, again, it, with grandkids, because as a parent, you know what's coming. I mean, they, when they open that one gift, you know, the one you knew that they really wanted because they told you like a hundred times, you know, okay, the one that you make them save until last, when they tear the paper off and they glimpse inside and then they scream and pray tell church family, what is it? The scream? What's the scream that our ears love to hear? Just what? I always wanted, yeah. And then there's smiles and hugs and kisses. I mean, maybe they even dance around a little, you know. I mean, some, some kids do. And then the joy floods into your heart. I mean, doesn't it? When it's right. You can speak to me, doesn't it? It does. Of course, it, it did and it does. Imagine how much more God's heart was filled and is filled with joy every time someone opens his gift and discovers the good news that God loves them, that Christ has saved them, and that they can know God personally through Jesus Christ. I mean, can you imagine the celebration in God's house? I mean, the smiles, the rejoicing. And I always imagine, you know it, and, and Alyssa Clark, where are you? Because she always says, awkward, Mark. But you know what the angels do when someone opens the gift? They dance, right? Alyssa Clark always says, Mark, don't do that. It's awkward. I imagine it's like Christmas all the time in God's house, don't you? As people continue to discover and experience God's grace through Christ every day. I mean, Jesus really is the gift that keeps on giving. You know, it's been a long time now, though, since that first Christmas. But the celebration continues and the joy continues as well. But what about the law? And I'd like to talk about the law a little bit because some people for Christmas this season, it's been a law of a year and Christmas it's still going to be tough. But what about the letdown that follows the event? I think it's especially important we talk about that in the year 2020. Well, if you're a Christian, the party's not over yet. There's still more to come. There's still more to anticipate. For you see, the baby that came so many years ago grew up to be our Savior, our Lord, and one day, someday in the future, just as God prepared, just as God through the prophets foretold, is going to return again. This time as our judge. This time as our king. I mean, it's kind of like that time, and when you think about that, it's kind of like that time during the Christmas feast, after the ham and mashed potatoes and gravy and all the fine fixings, and then someone will clear the table, and they'll say, what do they say? Save your fork. Don't you just love it when they say, save your fork? Because <laughs> you know the best is yet to come, right? Rhubarb strawberry pie, <laughs> right? The best. Yeah, yeah. Let me close with this, and then we'll, we'll, we'll be done. But this Friday, 
this Friday, as you and yours celebrate Christmas, the birth of a Christ child, would you remember all of God's preparation, all of God's anticipation, and all the joy and celebration? And then later on, when the lights go down and the excitement dims and the moment comes when the law begins, whether it's Christmas night or some night thereafter, would you please remember the party's not over yet for the best is yet to come? All God's people said, let's pray. Father, we give thanks uh, that we have the opportunity to come today and, and on this day probably prepare our hearts a little bit for what's to come. But Lord, we lift uh, these families up here today and those that will come in the second service and those that will be watching home. And Lord, we know, we know that life is busy and it's hard even five days before to get the spirit right. But Lord, we pray we would in the midst of a very difficult year. We get our spirit, our Christmas spirit right. And Lord, when the law comes, we would not allow our hearts to be dim because we know the story's not over. The party's not over. The best is yet to come. We pray it would be so. We pray that, that Christ's name would be glorified. It would be celebrate during this season. But Lord, uh, not just this season, but every day, every day. Christmas would be in our hearts. In Christ's name we pray, amen. We come to the time that we call response.